0: Hello and welcome to Charmed and Alarmed. This podcast is dedicated to all things witchy and metaphysical. So whether you're a baby witch, an expert, or just want to learn some spooky stuff, you're in the right place. Today we'll be introducing you to the, the witchy women behind Charmed and Alarmed. I'm Shelby. I'm Lauren. And I'm Brittany. All right, so today we're just doing a little introduction to tell you about... Um, us three as people, and who you're going to be listening to in this podcast. So I think, Brittany, would you want to go
1: first? Sure.
0: So tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about um, your witchy, spiritual, metaphysical journey.
1: So um, I was raised in a um, fundamentalist church, uh, which... You know, would not be where you think you'd start out, that sort of thing, but yeah. You'll see a
0: running theme. (laughs) Yeah, you'll see a running
1: theme. (laughs) Uh, Welcome to 90s, kids. We're all here now. Um, What happened to me was that um, I went through a really bad relationship. um, And then when I came out of it, I just felt completely disconnected to what I formerly considered my faith. And so I allowed myself to stop and think about what do I actually believe in? Like, what sort of things do I actually believe in and not what I was told to believe in? And so for a long time, I just kind of said I was um, Brittany religion because I didn't have a name for it. I didn't know what it was called. Um, And um, after being that way for a few years, I uh, met somebody who talked to me and they mentioned, um, eclectic paganism. And I was like, well, what's that? And wouldn't you know, it was nail on the head, exactly what, um, I had come to realize what I actually believed. Um, so that was really cool. And so from there, I just allowed myself to, um, unabashedly explore, you know, I, I allowed myself to look at those things that um, intrigued me and interested me and let myself sift through um, what I actually truly believed versus what I didn't believe. And so we kind of come to who I am now. And um, I say that, you know, if you want to give a name to my belief way, um, it's Eclectic Pagan. I'm a practicing witch. Um, But I'm also what's called an Omniist. I believe that Every religion and belief way holds grains of universal truth, but none of them hold the complete and total truth. Because to me, it makes way more sense that, um, the universe, source, God, spirit, consciousness, whatever you want to call it, would come to each of us in whatever way we would understand most, um... Just like I think about a parent with kids, you know, your, each of your children is going to have a different experience and um, not all of them are going to learn the same way. So it doesn't make sense that you have a, you know, a one way street and you just slap that on everybody and expect everybody in the entire world over, you know, all of time to do and believe one thing. It's so
0: funny that you say that because I, um, growing I you both probably already know this, but growing up, I always, like, used to say, like, well, I think every religion is true, mm-hmm. and it's just, like, a different that. way to think about it, um, yeah. and I was doing a little bit of research for some of our other episodes, and I came across the word um, pantheistic, and I didn't real like, obviously, like, I should have known what that was, but, you know, <laughs> Uh, a public school in the middle of nowhere so obviously i did yes. not know that word um but like i i realized like oh that's what i was that whole time right <laughs> exactly pantheistic, and i didn't have a word for it so i had to explain it to all these fundamental christians in this like long drawn out way and get told how i um am still going to hell for
2: that <laughs> right right yeah, exactly yeah, fun fun
0: i'll
2: oh, be there fun. with you shelby
1: Yeah, we're all, I mean, (laughs) honestly, all three of us are going to be there. It's going to be great. Um, But yeah, so that's kind of where I ended up um, and where I'm at now. And I don't ever consider um, my belief way to be rigid. I kind of see it as kind of like um, an amalgamation of like my experiences. So the older I get, and the more things I um, get to experience, then my ideas and understanding of the world and the universe and all things in between will also change. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And then, Lauren, <laughs> do you want to
0: go over a
2: little bit about um, your your witchy start? Okay. Well, let's think. Uh well I was raised Catholic Shelby knows this because we've known each other since childhood Lauren and I went to the same church and I just you know I was a good little Catholic girl knew all the ins and outs of everything and you know did what I should do was an ultra star with the prayers doing the ultra I can't think of the word right now altar altar girl there we go
0: Lauren and I were altar girls together (laughs) because. So Lauren's family
2: was was like the good Catholic. Apparently, (laughs)
0: you're the ultra ultra. (laughs) She was the pinnacle of girls. Um, But so Lauren's family was more like the good Catholic family that like went more (laughs) regularly. And then my mom (laughs) used to call us cafeteria Catholics. Oh my god, we, we met went much more sporadically, generally around holidays. Um, and oh, yeah. so I was also an altar girl, not because my mom was like very religious, but because she was just so excited that girls could be altar girls now. Oh, because <laughs> it was like in the 90s when they were like first allowing it. So she right. was just oh. like, oh, great. Well, feminism, Shelby has to be. An-. And then I mean, then all this stuff yeah. about yeah, yeah, Catholic yeah, Church yeah. came out. Luckily, I, I mean, I didn't experience any of that. I don't want to speak on anybody else's experience. Um, but I know I didn't in our church. I also went very sporadically. So,
2: (laughs) well, so I grew up Catholic and went to all those most masses. Uh, I did eventually become more of a C and E Catholic Christmas and Easter. About the time I was 13 though, I had this really weird experience with a friend who also was Catholic and went to the church and her mom, And I just didn't want to, like, I wanted to distance myself from them. So I stopped going to church. And then when during that time, uh, Sylvia Brown was, like, this huge thing that was coming out on the Montel Williams show. And I loved that. That was, like, my jam. Every time I came home from school, I had to, like, watch that. So that, like, really opened my mind and, like... I just started questioning everything like it didn't make sense and it didn't really make sense to me then when I was little you know hearing all those things and like Wednesday what do, what do we call those those uh like we would go to school on Wednesday or after sc- like Sunday school type stuff Shelby do you remember what they called oh that? like youth groups yeah but they had like a weird c name or something like that oh catechism classes Okay, so we go to those. Anyways, and never made. That was made for, any sense for being confirmed.
0: Did you get confirmed?
2: I was in the process of being confirmed, and then that whole thing happened, and then I just stopped. I just stopped going. I also and never I, got confirmed because I, I thought had, it was like, a big huge, waste of time. Yeah, I had like <laughs> this huge guilt because you know you're raised and. Well, for us, we were raised Catholic and you're being told that okay, if we don't follow that, we're gonna go to hell. Well, also a like... big part of Catholicism is feeling guilt just in general yeah. all the time. Yeah, I can see that too. So I questioned it for a long time, but I had already like started this other thinking, this like new aged thinking, and I started getting I was always into astrology too. Like I loved reading mm-hmm. the astrology on the Sunday papers. When I went to Barnes & Noble, I discovered they had a New Age section. I had, like, several astrology books. That was, like, my jam. I love that. It made sense. And when Catholic teachings didn't make sense anymore and that whole thing was happening, I just kind of stopped following religion for a while. Mm-hmm. And then I just focused on myself and my interest and what I thought would be great. And then for the longest time, oh, probably... In college, they had a. It was a Catholic college I went to, so like I tried going to masses, and I know Shelby tried to do like this whole. I dragged Christian you to college some, thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I drag. I got really religious toward the end of high school and kept that going through college, um, and so I tried to drag you to these like religious things our entire freshman year because it was held at your college and mine was like a little ways away. Um, So I was like, oh, this is great. I'll get to see Lauren. I'll get to be in, you know, a Mm -hmm. church, blah, blah, blah. Um, (laughs) I eventually um, was not so religious after freshman year.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So we didn't end up going to that after that. (laughs) Yeah. So. There was all that. And then I got married and became a stay-at-home mom. And I still had an interest in new age things and astrology. And I should mention that I got my first tarot deck when I was like 13. And I tried that whole thing. And I know Brittany, I, I kind of like tried new things with you and Brittany. Like we would oh, yeah. a Ouija board, <laughs> which I I highly don't recommend.
0: No, um, I think I'm pretty sure this is an anti-Ouija board podcast
2: okay good yeah safe to assume we will never recommend it yeah right so i know it's like helped introduce some of that stuff just for like the fun of it lauren was definitely my introduction to especially astrology
0: you had a book on palmistry i remember i didn't remember the tarot cards which could be i don't remember it or it could be you might not have shown me um because i also don't remember giant chunks of my childhood sometimes um childhood trauma (laughs) Um, and so yeah lauren you were like my main source and i mean i i feel like lauren and i especially got very lucky and Brittany with your mom as well um where our parents were very open to us questioning like religion and things like that Oh yeah. I just, just on your mom's side. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say not, not so much the other side, but, um, (laughs) but like, especially with my mom, it would always say, um, you know, it's not, it's, it's important for people to have faith. It doesn't matter what in just as long as they have faith in something, which I don't necessarily agree with now, but you know, it, it, it gave me a lot of room as a kid to explore, which I don't think is the wrong thing. And I mean, your parents were incredibly supportive of you getting a lot of Sylvia Brown
2: books, <laughs> right? Yeah, I have every single book. Read every <clears throat> single book.
1: It was, it was great, and though. not it all so of it though. made sense. <laughs> no, so and you know that. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Lauren.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that opens it up to more of the conversation. Um, all those Sylvia Brown books, like they would open it would open my thoughts to different theories uh, like, you know, the whole alien thing or like even like heaven and hell and certain things would make sense. And I would absorb that. And I would like, kind of like, okay, yeah, that's my truth. And then other things I'd be like, okay, that doesn't resonate with me. I want to like move on and keep reading. Mm -hmm. So that kind of like through the years, through reading not just Sylvia Brown or just like any other, modern medium that you like come across nowadays. Like if, if it's been out, I probably read it, um, or watch the TV shows, but, uh, it, it, it's formed my quote unquote spiritual practice, which is just, I'm open to hearing everyone's and I find it interesting to learn about religions. Uh, I know what feels true to me, which is there is like a source or a God. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and now that we talk about heaven and hell, I think hell is like, we're here, we're in it already. (laughs) And we're not going to go to some fiery pit of doom and despair after we're dead, dead. So I feel like that's the most millennial thing that we could have ever said on the podcast. (laughs)
0: Like, oh, your formative years were 9-11 and it never got better.
2: Great. (laughs) Yeah, Yay. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm still holding out. i look at great. So Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm trying to like, I have a child now. And my husband has his own thinking. Also raised Catholic, doesn't follow it anymore. Um, when we were first married, I did try Catholicism again because I had that like <clears throat> fear happen again where I was like, oh, God, I have a child now if i don't get him baptized then he's going to go to hell. And like right. i just went through that whole process again of like breaking it down be like no this is fear based. Mm-hmm. Why would like in my thinking is why would god want you to fear them or source or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's love. It's just love. Love is love is love. So
0: I also think that's a very um very typical like motherly reaction or parently reaction of you know having those questions when you do have a kid I I feel like that's a very um common experience I've heard from other people who have had children who now they feel like okay well I think I you know I maybe I should start going back to church because of x y or z reason yeah, or you just want like even my mom like she wasn't we we all know, like she wasn't yeah. very religious. Yeah. But then, you know, when she had me, that's when she started going back to church. And I mean, mm-hmm. I I didn't have a traumatic church experience like a lot of people did. Um, and I think that is because my mom was so uh relaxed about even going. <laughs> um, so I don't have a lot of like issues with with the church as as an experience, I have issues with like organized religion as a whole. Um, Right. But I I do feel like that's a very um, common, normal reaction that you had. And I feel like you dealt with it in a really good way, you know, like thinking like, is this fear-based? And is this what I want my kid to believe? Is this healthy? I think you did a really good job um, navigating that.
1: You know, and... I was going to say, like, I really think it's important that you stop and really question anything that's fear-based. Like, if you're like, oh, I'm doing this because I'm afraid that if I don't, then this will happen. And, you know, that's not to say that you're wrong, but it's, you know, if it feels like coercion and it's fear-based, then stop. I would say, you know, it's smart to stop and to think and to think things through so or to at least I'm,
0: consider it you know right which stop is and I, think about it and say make a an informed
1: decision exactly which is what uh you did lauren whenever you had you know your kiddo and you know you had that that gut reaction of like oh my kid my child is going to go to hell if i don't get them baptized and
2: well, okay. mostly I was just concerned about like, okay, I was raised Catholic. I mm-hmm. have a lot of good morals and like learning and understanding that I got mm-hmm. from that. It wasn't like, it wasn't awful. Like I I got some good stuff out of it. I'm right. a good human being. And part of that was because I went to this church and had like a family support system through that church. Right. So I was like, do I want that for my child? And I was like, yeah, I do. But then when we went back to church, it just was all coming back to me again. I, I didn't believe in it anymore. I didn't mm-hmm. like think that there was just a one and done. We had to follow this or, you know, or else, you know, <laughs> or else right. we're going to hell. And yeah. it didn't make sense to me. Like, why would there be so many different religions, so many different thoughts, theories, opinions, people in general, that it's just a one and done? And why yeah. would God not accept you if you, weren't in that right religion you know Mm -hmm. so for me I don't have a set religion and Mm -hmm. I guess I'm kind of like a mixture of both of you like I love learning about other people's opinions and in theories because to me it's kind of a theory still you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I don't follow religion and I don't really like the idea of structured religion and having to go to it to like be con be in contact with spirit. I feel like you can mm-hmm. just do that. Like I could do that right now, sitting here talking mm-hmm. with you, ladies. Right. I could talk to God, source, what have you, and I don't need a priest or another person. You don't to tell need me. a middle entity. Yeah, yeah, you don't
1: need a liaison between you and right. and, and yeah. you know energy, spirit, universe, source, whatever you want to call it. Like mm-hmm. you you are of the universe, and you know it's kind of like we have a tendency to exclude ourselves. Like, um, humans are nature. We're not apart from nature mm-hmm. and, it, um, humans and everything on this planet is part of the universe and the universe is part of us. So it's one part of a whole. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, you don't necessarily need a liaison between you and, you know, source. So yeah, yeah, I agree with you
2: 100 there. I, you don't. So, need it. and and I could have swore I've I've heard of a term that like felt like it fit me best, but I can't remember it. So That's if you fine. think of something, let me know.
0: <laughs> sure, we'll figure it out by the end of the podcast.
2: For sure, or, you know, <laughs> someone will, hopefully one of the listeners listeners will give us an idea.
0: Yeah. Well, I I don't know if anybody has noticed, but uh, we've all known each other for a very long time. Um. So, Lauren this and I. Year,
1: this year is our 20 year anniversary. Guys. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. 20 years.
2: Wow. Right. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go,
0: like brush the crust off of my skin later. No, 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 no. no. Listen, no. guys. It's we like have aged nice... like a fine wine. Yes. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yes. We are not the crusty
1: yet. I've aged <laughs> yeah.
0: like a fine bog witch. Thank you. <laughs>
1: I'm bringing hey, bog
0: witch energy. <laughs>
1: i've got goblin swamp witch energy so it's fine
0: um
1: so yeah so we've
0: known each other a long time lauren and i actually met in elementary school um and then we ended up going to the same church uh after i moved lauren always lived in the hometown that we were from and then i moved there when i was about six so um and I kind of have a very similar experience uh, to Lauren because we were besties. Um, and our like I said, our parents were very open-minded. So we were given that space um, to explore and learn, um, which I think was very, very good. Um, I do, you know, in middle school, we met Brittany. Brittany, you were, um, like you said, more fundamental Christian, mm-hmm. um, which I'll, we grew up in a very very fundamental area um where Mm -hmm. a lot of people were very fundamentalist um so we I, i i know i experienced a lot of um like inner christianity like bigotry <laughs> like oh yeah I yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. i would yeah. britney obviously wasn't like this because we we're besties um but i had you know other friends like friends like we were all friends um mm-hmm. telling me about how i was not accepting the gift of jesus christ because i was Catholic <laughs> and he had yes. yes. And yes. We hadn't accepted it because i wasn't born again um and i like explained oh, like goodness. i'm religious like i yours is based on mine, like, <laughs> but I right. was a
2: Christian,
0: um, right. which, you know, I, and like I, like I said, I, from a very young age, I was believing this pantheistic, uh, all religions are right. None of them are wrong because why would God like care?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, right. you know, uh, is, is kind of what I believe. And then I got like very, I had a lot of very religious friends because, uh, that's all of the people that were available.
2: We're <laughs> very right, religious. Right. Us
0: <laughs> and very religious people. Um, and so I, you know, started going to different churches in high school. Um, cause like I said I wasn't super connected to the whole Catholic thing. I did love the structure because I'm a Capricorn and I love structure. (laughs) Um, So like I knew what prayers to say, when, when to stand. It was great. Um, So we went, I went to some new agey churches with some of my other friends and I still kept that sort of like pantheistic, probably everybody's right sort of attitude. Um, But I like got really into it. And honestly, I don't know what I was looking for or why I got it, but I just did. And I think it was cultural. Um, So anyway, I kept that going through freshman year of college as I, Lauren um, is my, my friend. I drag along to everything. So (laughs) Brittany, unfortunately was in a different city. Um, Very rude of her to go to college at a place. She wanted to go to college. (laughs) (laughs) Very rude. Um, (laughs) Lauren, I somehow convinced to go to a college that happened to be in the same city as me. So that was great. So I would drag Lauren to um, these, like, religious youth get-togethers. And that lasted uh, maybe a semester and a half or something. Um, And then as I got older, I got less into the Christian – because I made other friends that were not as religious, and they were telling me about all of their stuff. But I don't think I really came into my metaphysical – stuff as much until the beginning of this year when I got a tarot deck and boy howdy (laughs) I I after college I became very very agnostic pretty atheist like there's some stuff happening that in my personal life that like I was like I can't believe in a god because I'm so unhappy at how this one person is being treated by them um right you know well it was my grandma um she had dementia she you know i don't feel like she got the support from family members that i thought she needed and deserved and i thought how how could god turn his back on somebody who had been so faithful my grandma was thought about being a nun when she was younger. She always went to church. She was just, she was a Eucharistic minister until mm-hmm. they took away her driver's license. She was always at church. Um. So I, you know, I, at that point in my life, in my early twenties, I was like, you know what? I can't believe in a guy who would do this to my grandma. So it's better for me to not believe it at all right in anybody um and i was fine with that i didn't I, I was not very super curious or questioning that entire time i was pretty even keel then i got a tarot deck and i was like mm. i'm just gonna use this for a journaling prompt because i'm gonna mm. journal um but i hate everything i write so i was like i have to <laughs> i i can't sit with the thoughts in my brain because i don't like them so i was like oh i'll i'll get some cards and let the cards be my thoughts and I'll like those better. So <laughs> I I just like watched a couple like, oh how do you read tarot card videos? Um, I got so into it. And for a deck of cards, they're very insightful. Yeah. Personally, <laughs> personally, I don't use them to divine the future because I I don't want cards to take away my agency, just as I didn't like religion taking away my agency. Um, right. You know, in choices of, you know, what is appropriate to wear or what, how is an appropriate way to act, blah, blah, blah. I want to be able to make those decisions for myself. So I don't use it to define the future. I generally use tarot cards as like, what's something I could focus on today that would help my day go better? And then, you know, kind of, you know, if I draw the queen of cups or something, I can focus on being, um. Loving, being in touch with my emotions, um, nurturing others, maybe nurturing my cats, yeah. etc. So that's sort of how I use it. And oh, golly gee, it's like they knew me, uh, and that's <laughs> when I was like,
2: "Well, that entire was, like, was okay. very structured, so you know, I love a nice African structured system,
1: structure.
0: <laughs> yeah." Which is weird because Brittany's here. a Capricorn, yeah. And she uh,
1: uh, prefers uh,
2: or purple cars. cars.
1: So for me, um, so one of the things that I don't know if we're gonna dive into this, but one of my I call it talents. Um, I don't like the you I don't like the word powers because it's not a power; it's just a talent. Like yeah, I think some people are just yeah, like people are naturally good at like drawing or math or you know that's their talent, and mine is um, channeling. So essentially, I, um, I kind of envision it as like I'm turning on a, a radio, like I'm turning mm-hmm. on the radio, and it's scanning, and then I get like messages. And like sometimes, you know, certain entities or people will come forth and have something specific to say, um, and then other times it's just like general messages, and tarot is just a medium that doesn't allow for that. Um, for me, so for um I like Oracle decks because they're non structured they're mm-hmm. very open yeah. Um, but yeah, and you know what you were talking about, Shelby, um, you know, when I was a kid, sure, I loved wanting to know what my future was like because I was so desperate that right. I, that that I would you know my life would be better. <clears throat> that I was just desperate to hear huh. good news. Um,
0: now that you say that, I realize that's why I wanted.
1: Exactly. That's why I cared so much about the future, <laughs> right? And so you know, as I and then I started to learn that, like, they gave me mixed messages because the thing is, is that you know, so much hadn't been set in place yet, and mm-hmm. you know, so when I do, you know, readings for myself or for other people when I channel, um. Some of the funny things that happen is that they will ask a question and they'll be like, no, we're not going to talk about that because that is not what you need to be focusing on. Uh, you need to be focusing on this. And that's happened that to is... me
0: in a reading that you've done for me. Yes. Well, be- it can be- before yeah. I got into cards. It was like yeah. years and years ago. I still mm-hmm. remember it. Um, But yeah, that's, you were like, Mm-mm, we're not mm-hmm. talking about that actually.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, we're not talking about that. Um, And the thing is, is that like, you know, when I do readings, it's mainly about like um, a situation or asking advice or, um, you know, somebody coming through and being like, yo, you need to be careful about like X, Y, and Z. And the really crazy thing is a lot of times I will get some messages that are hokey AF, make no (laughs) sense to me. I'm like, I, I am an insane person. This sounds nuts okay i'll tell them whatever and then i usually get one of two reactions um the first reaction is shock because a lot of times i will get a message that will mean something to that person and makes no fucking sense to me um the second one is complete confusion utter confusion and i was like okay great we're in the same boat um usually when it's the second one um it's later on that it clicks for them. And so for me, it's like, I don't, even if it doesn't make sense. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, I'm human. You know, I have a bias. You have a bias. Take everything I say with a grain of salt. Understand that you are the master of your own destiny. You get to make your own choices. This mm-hmm. is what they're saying. This is what I'm picking up that they're saying. Um, but yeah, if anybody ever asks me about the future I can give them generalizations where they're like, yeah, if you keep going this way, this is the most likely outcome. But, you know, life is life. Stuff can come out of left field at any moment.
2: So, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, that and, like, I I don't think there's any concept of time on the other side. That's just a mm-hmm. three-dimensional type theory. So, our, right. you know, concept, there we go. And so... That's probably why having futuristic readings is harder because there's no time to like follow time frame, right? To follow, so
1: because it's like all time is happening all the time, yeah. Yeah. So it's like it, it, it's you're trying to ask them for information about a dot on a line that are infinite lines and infinite possibilities, um when there's no linear time. So, you know, a lot of times the answer I get is they're like, there's too many variables and too many decisions that have to be made by other people Mm -hmm. and other entities for us to give you an accurate answer. Because you could follow this timeline. You could follow a different timeline. You could branch off and create a whole new timeline. And so it's like, yeah, they just are like, My favorite thing is that they'll be like, I'll be like, what's going to happen in the future? And they're like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah.
2: <laughs> your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't Wait, know. Which timeline are you talking about? Right.
1: <laughs> Who's this person again? Like, <laughs> so yeah.
0: And, and one other thing that like sort of helped shape my like <clears throat> witchy sort of journey was, um. So, I had a cat that passed away. I'm very I, I love my cats more than life itself. And I had a cat that passed away last October. and yeah. um, she was my bestie, best friend cat. She always sat on top of me. she was always with me. Um and I honestly, like felt like, okay, you know, if I'm as agnostic as I think I am, like, everything's going to stay the same and, you know, I'll miss her and blah, blah, blah. But some weird stuff started happening and I'm not one to believe in ghosts because I was
2: raised Catholic and that's too scary. <laughs> that's how you get no, possessed. That's the whole thing, you know, exorcisms. and it's, Yeah. Great. It's how you get possessed is
0: thinking about ghosts. Um, and I, I mean, I grew up again with a lot of childhood trauma. So like that manifested in, um, being afraid of the dark, being afraid of possession, I could not watch scary movies. I watched The Exorcist one time, and I—I I don't think I slept for an entire month. Um, I, I used <laughs> oh, to sleep no. with the overhead light on, like that's how scared I was. I also suffered from sleep paralysis as a child, but oh, I didn't know yeah. what it was because we didn't have the internet yet. So
1: Great. you thought you were getting be possessed.
0: I thought there was a big shadow demon that would come and push all the air out of me every so often at nighttime and then it would get like gaslit into thinking it's a dream um, because nobody right. knew what. And then one time I brought it up to my mom when I was in like high school and she's like, oh, yeah, that used to happen to me. It was Jesus would come into my room and push on me. And I was like, you, you told me that. 10 years ago (laughs) ma'am um so anyway i figured out what what that was um and it wasn't demons but like you know when you're six and you have sleep paralysis and you're catholic it's demons um oh yeah for sure so i went a lot of years not believing in it because it was like bad for my mental health um and so when big cat passed away some weird stuff started happening like if i would um take a shower if she would be in the bathroom she would like paw on the curtain she liked the noise that her paws made on the curtain Mm -hmm. that started happening while I was alone in the shower like door closed no other cats Um, or I would be like on the bed door closed no other cats I would feel someone jump up on the bed Mm -hmm. and I would like feel pressure on my legs like she would be there and then I was like cool I'm being haunted by my best friend <laughs> and this yeah. is the best thing that could ever happen to me
1: I don't know if I use the word haunted but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean I'm I'm being haunted um and I'm happy about it I never <laughs> j- go you know go talk to 16 year old me would die hearing that but <laughs> right I'm very happy about it now um so I think uh, since that and those things happening and that could just be like psychosomatic like you know there's there's the idea going around that, you know, all the witchy stuff is spicy psychology. And I, I'm not one to think it's
1: not true, you know, like, again. You know, yeah, I was going to say something that I often say is that magic is just science we haven't figured out yet.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. So
1: it's like, you know, there's no reason why what we believe in and spicy psychology and spicy science isn't one and the same thing. You know, right. it's not, one is not disproving the other. Um, yeah. But, and you know, that's something that I made peace with a long time ago too, where I was like, well, yeah, even if it is in, all in my brain, sure. My brain is connected to the universe. I'm part of the universe. The universe is part of me. That makes total sense. Right. So sure. You know, well, and honestly, uh, yeah. you have
0: to do uh, what your brain, what works for your brain. Right. Um, and that's like something i've f- you know had to figure out in my my whole mental health journey and all of that is you it, if it's not hurting anyone else um which you know eclectic paganism or you know the less formal way that Lauren and I think about it is just like eclectic do whatever i want ism right um <laughs> right. is is working for our brains, and that's all that matters. And it's far less harmful than any organized religion has ever been. Right. And like, I yeah. will try so hard in this podcast not to get political. And by try so hard, I mean I'm going to limit myself once a podcast. Show <laughs> Once Shelby. an episode.
2: I'll just hold up a poster on my end because we can see each other. Right. And we will just be like, Shelby, you're doing too much. You had your one. Right we let back. <laughs> right. Um
0: yeah, I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> but I, I you know, I do feel like um, you know, especially the way that each of us practices, it's not harming anyone. You know, if I want to pour in my coffee creamer and imbue sweetness into my day as Um, That was from a Lisa Pepe's video. Um, Mm. You know, if I want to do that and think of as, as a spell and put the intention out there so that it's in the back of my mind, that hurts no one. And it's 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 spicy psychology. It's make it's giving me an intent to feel it's you know it's no different than people who do affirmations it's no different um, Mm yeah you know writing it down in a planner some people do that so
2: (laughs) or having an intention
1: right yeah yeah it's all the same it's all the same vein of magic right you know we'll call it magic somebody else will call it psychology and it's one and the same thing they're they're married to each other they're not completely totally separate entities
2: yeah
1: um so yeah you know and for me, you know, there are, I really had a moment where um, I was having a really spiritual experience. And I was questioning if it was real. And, you know, it, whether it was some part of myself, my higher self, or universe, or whatever. It was really somebody told me, it doesn't matter. It's real to you. And I was like, okay. And, you know, and ever since I did that, I've flown with it. And it has really enriched my life, um, especially my spiritual life, more than I could ever imagine. Um, I
0: do think that, um, especially being friends with you, because you, I think, went through, um, you know, your your witch transition earlier than the rest of us um, mm-hmm. in, like, In name, Um, yeah. In name, (laughs) in name. So, I I do think you know because you said that you know you see spirit guides and things like that. So even Mm -hmm. when I was like very agnostic, pretty atheist, etc., I'm not going to deny somebody else's experience. Right. My best friend is telling me this is what I'm seeing and and experiencing. I'm not going to deny that. That's right. not for me to decide if she's experiencing that. So at the time in my life, you know, previously, atheism what was was what was, you know, mentally – that's what my brain needed um, right, exactly. to, to understand the you. world. And right. that has morphed, you know, as I've gotten older, that has morphed to more, um, you know, and along with my like healing journey because of childhood trauma, childhood uh, trauma. <laughs> so that's you know that's you know in the healing journey that sort of morphed um how I see the world in in especially trusting myself because I I do think that there um that's something that I work on um, for myself mm-hmm. and I feel like you know it goes back to the discussion of like oracle versus tarot cards like you like oracle cards because you're able to trust your intuition much more easily than I am um and i've always found that like very um not noble what's the word like inspiring about you that you're oh, like oh, able you. to <laughs> um, you know like really trust your surroundings and trust what you're hearing and, and getting from, you know, different places. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's something that I never really thought of. Um, And that's why I I think I do like tarot cards is because it's a, and it's a reassurance for me. So it's, Mm -hmm. I can see a tarot card. I know the, the meaning and then I can kind of get what, what my, um, as you once put it, my spirit guides are shouting at me. <laughs> all
2: <Yeah. up> <laughs> they're, time. Literally, they're like literally screaming.
0: I honestly have <laughs> like sat, looked at cards, and then just been like, and it like hits me, just mm-hmm. like what, obviously, this is saying, and we've been <laughs> trying to tell you, and apparently right. you need this card. To he- Like, I hear, like, the sarcasm they oh, have yeah. at me. <laughs> <laughs> and they just roll their eyes at how oh, dull yeah. I've been
2: <laughs> this oh,
0: entire me. time. And, like, I say they. I don't know. Again.
1: we it's the royal they.
2: Well,
0: like, I don't because- know if it's, like, more than one. One, a great spirit, a bunch of energies, like, right. ancestors. I – I'm not concerned about the details, clearly. Yeah,
1: (laughs) honestly. Well, and, you know, that's something I talk about a lot, too, is that um, in order to have this experience on this plane, on planet Earth as humans, we have to inhabit uh, the correct vehicle, which is, you know, this, this human body. And so this human body with its brain is made to be finite on purpose because that's what you need in order to have you know the the optimal maximized experience of being human whatever that is for each individual person um and so like no you're not going to understand it because you're not in the right vehicle when you die um you know and you're not in this vehicle you get out of this vehicle then things make sense because you're like oh yeah no you know, I or you may or may about-
0: not enter a vehicle where it will make sense. You know, exactly.
1: Like, like oh, I kind of think about it as a computer. Like you have all of your like past lives and all those experiences and understanding and connection and all of that um, stored somewhere in background. But if you are running all of those programs at the same time, your computer is going to crash. Mm-hmm. So those are in the back. They're there. You, but you may not necessarily be able to access them but they're there and um you know and so when you're running this program you know this lifetime you know that's what you need to be focusing on so yeah that's agree yeah I
2: agree too
0: yeah that um, I I'm, I'm glad we all agree <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: great stamp of approval Moving right
0: on. <laughs> meeting adjourned Yeah, obviously, (laughs) we're right, and everybody has to believe exactly this way, or you're (laughs) wrong, right? Clearly, that is what this podcast is about. Exactly.
2: (laughs) So, I also believe in all that. I also think, though, that it would make sense that we don't remember it all when we come here to live in this quote unquote vehicle Mm -hmm. because that would be like having all the answers. And then, what would the point be of like Mm -hmm. living the whole life?
0: So, right. Well, and also, um, I obviously view everything in a lens of trauma. So, you know, if you're living with all of your past lives, you're living with all of your past traumas. And that will affect your outlook. Whereas now you get new, exciting traumas.
1: you get a clean (laughs) slate yeah that's what most people would say i got new exciting
2: traumas thank you i do want to say though i i am a believer that you can bring in past trauma and still have to like work it out in this that's true oh yeah like and i
1: think that i think that it's multifaceted too because like you have yeah
2: that's a good way of saying it yeah
1: right you have past life trauma you have generational trauma that comes with like your dna right and your mm-hmm. culture and your environment and breaking those cycles and healing from them i think a lot of people in this lifetime like here and now um for some reason we decided to take on this assignment for some fucking reason we decided, <laughs> right. we, decided we were going to be <laughs> i clearly um, chose and- the worst <laughs> timeline we- Well, and the thing is, is I don't think it's the worst. I think it's a massive growing point because I think many, many of us are healing past life trauma, healing generational trauma, and healing global trauma. Mm -hmm. And healing always hurts way more than the initial wound. It always does. Like healing is more work, more laborious. Um, And hurts way, way more than the initial healing does. But so many people, so many people on planet Earth right now are doing work. You know, it's just, I I mean, it's insane. And it's, you know, it's this weird dichotomy of like, you know, hope through destruction. Because it's like you have to slog through all of this really nasty shit and like it's painful and it's uncomfortable and we don't want to be here, but we know we have to in order to get to, you know, a new, a new era, a new tower card vibes. Oh yeah, for sure. And so like, you know, and, and for me, it gives me this like weird feeling of like, Oh shit. And Oh (laughs) shit. Like, (laughs) Like, it's like, Oh man, this really sucks. This is really hard. I don't like this. But hope, lots of yeah. hope at the same time, because you have to have a complete breakdown and, you know, tilling of the soil in order to plant new things. Um, you know, new, you know, new and exciting traumas. We're tired of the familiar <laughs> Well, ones. and we nutrients,
0: yeah. like if you're going to use the, the planting analogy, nutrients comes from what was brought down you know the the decaying corpse of what was before right like
1: yeah (laughs) so
0: you know from the decay comes nutrients that feed the new life so right exactly um you know i i you know we focus obviously i i view everything through the lens of trauma so i obviously focus on the trauma but also like the um good things that can come from your past lives are also there yes Um,
1: exactly Uh, And then you've got like your, your connections from past lives too, because I honestly Mm -hmm. think that, um, uh, so souls. So, um, also, uh, I also heard a soul, a soul called a quantum physics body, your quantum physics body. And I was like, that sounds dope. So, (laughs) so, you know, your soul, your quantum physics body, the, the energy that is you that can neither be created nor destroyed. Mm, Um, okay. I think you form all kinds of bonds and you know, you can call them soulmates, you can call them, you know, true loves, you can call them twin flames. And I think that those connections can be made not only with humans, but with animals, with any sort of like living, living organism Mm -hmm. you can have that connection with. And I think that you often cycle with um, the same people. Uh, Yeah. I think you kind of form your soul tribe and you guys kind of, go through stuff together and like your your um relationships change and like your positions change and all of that but um i think that you're like interconnected to a lot of different people too um and i think that in this day and age um like i had a i had an inclination the other day where i was like i have a lot of soulmates in this lifetime, and when I say soulmates, for our listeners out there, um, I don't mean romantic. It, they can be romantic and sexual, but oftentimes I think they're not. Um, they can be, but they don't have to be. Um, but I really stopped and thought about it, and I was like, a lot and and like a large amount of people that are in my life now, I know I've been with before. I know we've cycled through before, and part of me is like suspicious. <laughs> like, i was like why are we all here together at the same time like what's going on here and you know that's that's neither here nor there about this conversation but yeah i do I was, agree like yeah. from a
0: less intuitive standpoint because like i said i you know you're much more intuitive than i feel like i am mm-hmm. um that you know i i I ended up with just like a plethora of besties, like right? from every <laughs> like you know time in my life. Like Lauren and I have been best friends since we met when we were eight. Brittany, when you you know did, was it you and Lauren had the same schedule in? Yes, yeah. that was in crazy. seventh grade. That was So crazy, yes. So and then like. I just absorbed Brittany because yeah, we just yeah. came absorbed with morning
2: I was like, and, Shelby, this is my other best friend. We are now all best friends. Right? And I became. was like, great. This is the best yeah. way for
0: me to make friends. And then um, I never stopped absorbing other people's
1: friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, But it's I count. still have
0: like, <laughs> you know, even other best friends from high school, from college, from post-college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I ended up with all of these like, what what I would I would call soulmates just like people who were there at the right time in the right space Mm -hmm. with the you know right view on my trauma so right (laughs) again always a lens of trauma Um, (laughs) but you know just like I would not have gotten through school without either of you Um, and I I wouldn't have gotten through you know, a bunch of parts of my life without a bunch of the other people in my life. And I do feel like, um, you know, I ended up with like seven or eight soulmates, none of mm-hmm. them romantic. <laughs> like, no. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think yeah. of a soulmate as a romantic partner ever. Um, I am not very well versed on the idea of a twin flame. Like, Brittany's given me a pretty basic rundown, but, um, you know, when people do like online twin flame readings, like, I'm like, well, I, I'm of the opinion, I am in a monogamist relationship, but I am of the opinion that, you know, monogamy may not be for everybody and I mm-hmm. probably isn't for most people. Um, and that, you know, either you're going to be in these relationships that have like a set timeline and, mm-hmm. you know, they're right for you at the moment and then they may fade out and you might start a new one or you might have two at the same time. And that's okay if that's – if everybody in – in if all parties are consenting, then that's, right, you know, yeah. what works. Um, or you may have one person your entire life. Um, but – and I've always sort of felt that way. I was, I was raised by a single mother, so I don't, um, you know, ascribe to the – two parent household everybody has to be married everybody has to have children et cetera, et cetera sort right. of idea so I um so I I don't you know necessarily subscribe to like the traditional like twin flame has to be romantic you know soulmates right. have to be romantic right idea I feel like everybody's in relationships all of the time and right. you do what works in that relationship and you
2: mm-hmm. um
0: again just be open and honest with everybody involved and everything will work out as it's supposed to and i yeah. i do feel like as as we were growing up i mean we all were in a very religious um setting just like our whole town um in general yeah. so you know we were growing up idolizing our weddings and idolizing you know, finding oh, love my and things. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> that I mean, the the idolizing love was like trauma passed down to me. I mm-hmm. you know, from from my mother never feeling loved. And then I, you know, got sold this idea that you can only feel love if it's romantic and you're only fulfilled if you have a romantic partner, blah, blah, blah. Um, and right. now I I don't know, I guess I've rebelled against that idea. And then I think um, you know, all love is equal and I mean I obviously think that that's the right way to think um but you know my my friendship loves are not more or less than my romantic loves or right, yeah. more or less than my love for my pets you know right. I think like, it's all the same all equal. exactly
1: like you have when you have a soul connection and you have love for someone um or any being at all like it's no it's no like more or less important or significant. It's just different. Right. That's all.
0: Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I would say my soulmate was Big Cat. Like, mm-hmm. that was my, like, one, like, I don't want to say one true soulmate, but, like, that was my biggest
2: experience of a soulmate. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. the most deep. Well, I, I also think that, people come into our lives at different like seasons or times and mm-hmm. we need them. We learn, grow something comes right. from that relationship. Mm-hmm. And if it's time for it to move on or, you know, kind of like fizzle out, then it is that, but right. I'll still be super sweet to anyone, even if I don't talk to you for years. <laughs> right.
1: And, you know, and the thing <laughs> is, is like, even if it does fizzle out, it doesn't mean like that it failed. It just was like, you know, it's just, was time, right? yeah. you know, and you can still look at those things with fond memories and be like, you know, that was really great, and I learned so much, and wish them all the best, and still mm-hmm. know that their time, your guys's time together, is is over, yeah, um or you know, reduced, um right, or like yeah, you know, whatever. It's just, it's, it's, it's taking a different, yeah, taking a different position in your life, yeah. a different part. So,
0: well, I feel like that we did a really good job introducing ourselves. Um, So basically the format is going to be that I'm going to research the background and history of the topic of the week, and Lauren and Brittany and I are going to discuss, um, you know, our thoughts, feelings, and uh, modern interpretations of each of those things. Um, So One thing I wanted to try doing was a little lightning round of questions each week about our topic. And since we're talking about ourselves this week, I thought I would go through some lightning questions about us. So uh, some of our favorites. So Lauren and Brittany, name your favorite card deck. Brittany, go first.
1: So I don't really have a favorite. Um, I have a lot of different decks and what kind of happens is I open up my box of decks and one of them will be like, it's me, bitch. You're reading me tonight. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, recently, though, one of my favorites has been um, the Rose Oracle deck. Um, oh, I love that one. Yeah, it's extremely beautiful. Um, my I don't uh, have
2: it. I just saw yours.
1: Oh, like yeah, it. it's <laughs> gorgeous. Um, I received it as a gift. It's really lovely. Um, and it has spoken to me um, a lot lately. So that is my current go-to. Yeah, Lauren, how about you? Uh,
2: my favorite now, because I'm kind of like Brittany, I go through like seasons of which ones I'm going to. Is the Mermaid Tarot, and that was gifted by Brittany, and I would say that's the closest to like a soul deck I've had. Mm -hmm. Like it, I just read it very intuitively, Mm -hmm. and that's the thing with my card readings. I can go tarot, I can go oracle. I like to mix them up sometimes. Mm -hmm. I always hit it first from my like intuition and then I go to like the meaning of the card or what the uh, little book has to say about it. Right. Yeah. How about I you? I do Shel? like
0: reading from the book uh, to like get an idea of what like that specific artist and author um, has to say. My current favorite is the spirit song Tarot um, by Paulina Cassidy. That one lately has just been like calling to me um mm-hmm. like britney says so i di- i didn't expect it to be a f- it's beautiful and i love it and i saw it and i was like i gotta get it um, <laughs> but it's 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 very gentle which i appreciate right. <laughs> it, the meanings are written very gently in there it has little guide words on it so um before for the first deck that I got was the modern witch tarot and Mm -hmm. that one was like that's the one I learned on and it was like very sarcastic and it was like (laughs) I honestly think it was like what Brittany says like the the spirit guides were just like finally finally she can listen to us right Um, so that one always holds like a special place in my heart so, next lightning round, what's your favorite crystal? Lauren, you go first.
2: Uh, right now, again, what calls to me is carnelian. So, Ooh. it's kind of like, you know, it, it, I'm a very creative person. I'm a life path three. Uh, I see threes all the time.
0: We're all life path three, Three is right?
2: creativity. Yes, we're all. Yeah, we are. All three <laughs> So, also a fun little commonality. But right now, carnelian. That's it. Brittany,
1: how about Brittany you? has a... oh, uh, I was going to say,
2: Brittany has this beautiful necklace that's carnelian that I always have yeah. when she wears it.
1: <laughs> so I I love rocks just in general, but my absolute favorite is rose quartz. Um, I know that is super pumpkin spice, white, uh, millennial no. of me, but I, <laughs> I love ro- rose quartz. I've always loved rose quartz, um, so that's mine.
0: Okay, well I was about to say rose quartz, so I'm going to change mine to amethyst. You we can like and the same thing. They, no, we I can know. like the same thing. They were tied, so I wasn't sure which one I wanted to pick cuz amethyst is the one I've had like the longest cuz right. my mother-in-law actually gave it to me cuz I before I was into crystals. Um right. and then I've just had it and they were like you know, I read all the stuff when you got a tarot deck, I was like, put it by a crystal to to cleanse it. And I was like, Well, this is the only one I got. It was the only one I had <laughs> yeah. for a long time. So I was, you know, I feel like now like very bonded, I guess, with that with that one. Um, but I did get a chunk of rose quartz. And I have a friend who has a rose quartz that's like carved into a little strawberry. And <gasps> I am like jelly AF jelly That's peanut butter horrible. and jelly oh. and it's too cute and I'm just like waiting to like for it to like come in for one to come I don't want to take theirs obviously but right. um, but for I'm just waiting for to one, come to, one to come into my life somehow um you're manifesting just leaving, a strawberry yeah, rose leaving quartz myself <laughs> open for just my strawberry rose quartz so once I have that then I'll switch my answer to rose quartz until then it'll be me and my amethyst over here gotcha so favorite candle scent and i'll make myself go first this time um so my so i don't burn candles because i have cats with asthma and i've i've changed my life for them because i love them too much so (laughs) back when i did burn candles 10 years ago, um, my favorite smell was there was a birthday cake. I used to have a scentsy. um, Mm,
2: But birthday
0: cake was my favorite one. And um, it made me hungry and I was fine. Brittany,
1: you go. Once again, I don't have a favorite. I have scents that I like. I think my favorite scents um, are citrus, especially bergamot. I love just about anything with bergamot in it. Um, but yeah. Um, there's one currently I got it from Target. It's <laughs> it's um called cider and oak, and it's Ooh, got like the right sounds, amount good. of good. Yeah, it's got like <laughs> the right amount of like citrus and woodsy and like yeah. So, Brittany so, like, has Lauren's like <laughs> like woods fairy vibes. Like
0: I feel yeah. like anything that a woods fairy would like. That's, <laughs> i'm okay to buy it for britney does it have a yeah on it You're right. does it yeah, do smell like cedar perfect <laughs> <laughs> lauren how about uh, you
2: uh i'm like britney again uh i prefer citrus and like floral scents but i i do like baked goods only during like holidays though so thanksgiving right. christmas time any other time of the year, it kind of, I'm just like, Ugh. and then the other half of me would be like, oh my God, now I want to eat something. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I tend to avoid those. And then with like the musk sense or the outside sense for like the woodsy sense, I'm mm-hmm. not big on those either. Right. So to each their own. Favorite animal.
0: Lauren, you go first. Cats.
2: Anything cats. <laughs> I love tigers, lions, leopards, jaguars, regular house cats. I love cats. <laughs>
0: Lauren had How the about- most cats when I when we were growing up. And can I tell a story about your dad?
2: Oh, oh yes, yes. Do you want to tell? I you should. Either. You probably know it better. No, you're a better storyteller. You go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Lauren calls me one day. And she and her mom and your brother were all out of town for something.
2: Oh, it's my mother in law. We were I was picking my wedding dress.
0: Oh, it was your mother in law? I thought it was your dad yeah. let a cat in.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's one. Wait, so, okay. hold on. I'm confused. I'll tell the story then. <laughs> so we were out of town. I was, my mom was, my brother wasn't there because he was in college. So my dad was literally at the house by himself at the time. And um he calls us at like in the middle or not in the middle of the night. It was like
0: the next morning. The,
2: right? He he calls. Yeah, I think it was probably the next morning. It's been so many years, guys. So he calls and he's like, uh, do we have four cats? Because <laughs> I see four cats and I'm just like. Uh, dad, no, we only have three cats. He's like, well, two look a lot alike. I don't know which one's which. And I'm just like, you can't tell which one's our cat.
0: And that's how Lauren got four cats. And then that's how we
2: had four cats at that one time. Yeah. That's That's great. great. In my dream. in my defense, I could totally tell the difference apart between them. I have no clue how he couldn't, but oh well.
1: Brittany, how about you? So once again, don't have a favorite. I like Mm. so many different animals. Um, I just like cute things, and I find most things to be cute. So um, if I had to choose a favorite, it would probably be um, mule deer. So just like Mm. deer, I really think... They're graceful and they're pretty. Of course, which There we go. They're just very they're very graceful and they're beautiful, but they also are goofy AF. Um, so I like that dichotomy of them. We have a family of deer that
0: loves to be in our yard, and Michael I took know. the derpiest picture of <laughs> one of these deers just like stirring. <laughs> um, yeah. well we'll put it on the Instagram for the listeners I um, I love it so my I'm like Brittany I I probably cannot choose a favorite obviously I love cats so much I have <laughs> right. we had five at one point we're down to four um, which I feel like is like our my most reasonable number like four is where I'm gonna <laughs> like that's Cap it off. what I should go for because any more <laughs> is like a lot of stress um, right but I mean, if I find a stray, I find a stray and it's living with me. So um, right. but I but I think my favorite wild animal, and I'm like very like wild animals shouldn't be in homes, blah, blah, blah. So I could never own one, but wild animal sloth, number one, just cute, <laughs> slow, they're chill. I think I just idolize them. And that's why right. I love them so much. Um, because I could never be that relaxed. Um <laughs> So I think those are like my top two. But I do – I'm like, Brittany, I just love so many animals. All of the animals. Right, right. Guinea pigs. Oh, my God. Have you seen guinea pigs?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm They're allergic so- to guinea pigs. So is
0: so. so. my aunt has three guinea pigs. Most of their family is allergic to them. They're fine. Oh They're my just God. They just are – well, because they don't go on any furniture or anything. Like they just stay in their cage. So she mm-hmm. really only has a hard time when she's cleaning out the cage. Um, oh my goodness. Like, that's the only time. And when she, like, puts puts her face in them, it has never stopped. I mean, she used to do that to the cats, and she's allergic to cats, too. Yeah. Um, I
2: had a guinea pig in my childhood. Actually, two of them. They do That remember. didn't last long because <laughs> they were evil. They were evil. <laughs> And they literally bite you and everything. Even when you're trying to like feed them. And we would let them out constantly to just roam around the house and like That's play with so them. Crazy. But like they did not like being held at all. Chrissy's
0: will squeal when I pick them up, but they don't mm-hmm. ever bite or anything. So
2: yeah. Well.
0: Okay. Last. Oh, no. Second to last. Um, favorite food.
1: Lauren, I think it's your turn to go first.
2: I can't remember. Uh, pizza. Pizza's yeah, like a good go to. That's a good one,
1: Brittany. I would say just about anything Asian. I love Asian cuisine. It's, I I can. Get it's just that. bombastic. I do like yeah. Chinese
2: food. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anything that's not for me. It's anything that's not of like European descent. Um, like any Asian, like Central American. South American, African, all of those are really good. Mm-hmm. I have an issue with dairy, which is why it always like ends up that uh, there's like yo. usually dairy in right. a lot of the like really northern um, foods. My favorite food is sushi, though, and um, it was before I stopped eating meat, and now that I don't eat meat, still my favorite. I just take the fish off, and you just mm-hmm. have some, you know, some. M- non-crab crab in there yeah uh, yeah tofu does a really good you know mimic of crab if you like shred it like cheese um, so yeah sushi number one so last one do you believe in ghosts and I think it's yes. my turn to go
2: <laughs> yeah, Lauren goes <laughs> first look yes, I, I, do. I didn't for a
0: lot of years and now I'm haunted by a cat so now I believe in ghosts I yeah, I do I- So how do you guys think of ghosts? Because this is how I think of them. Um, So I think that if a spirit or a soul or whatever has enough energy, like at the time or around the time or during its life or whatever, it can leave some of that behind here. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: if it's strong enough, then it can manifest into like, And I think that's why there's such a wide range of, you know, people can see a whole human figure. People see just like a black chunk. People see just feelings. They don't see anything. There's just like electrical frequencies. I think that's based on the like strength of the energy that was left behind. And personally, that's why I think my cat, I don't see a cat anywhere. Like I never, sometimes, I, I'll i save this for another podcast, but I I got LASIK and sometimes I like see stuff out of the corner of my eye and I'm like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: do I have powers? Um, <laughs> do, I, do I have powers that Brittany doesn't believe in? Um,
1: <laughs> I didn't say I don't believe in them. I just call them talents because powers is a- Yeah, do I have, do I have yeah. talents?
0: Did I un- right. unlock talents um, with my laser eyes? But um, sometimes <laughs> oh, I will see like- I'll think I saw a cat run by, but there's no mm-hmm. cat there. Um, so then, so then I wonder maybe that's her or maybe that's her like messing with my eyes or something, but like, I don't see a physical cat anywhere. I just like, there's pawing, there's like, I feel the touches. And so I feel like, you know, obviously I, I'm knocked the mic. Obviously I feel like that is because, you know, she was so connected to me. So that is the energy Mm -hmm. that she's bringing. So it's not malevolent. It's not angry. So there's not like, you know, if somebody leaves with a lot of rage that, right, you know, you can really work
2: yourself up with some rage.
0: So that leaves a lot of energy behind
2: in my mind. Yeah. I think all of that, like we should totally include like ghost stories and more of this topic in our like oh, next yeah. I think episode we should, yeah because we could, that could just be a whole thing in itself yeah I there's think that a could ghost be a whole episode, episode on the list oh Hell, yeah yeah
1: <laughs> um but yeah i i believe in ghosts um i've had experiences with them um i think just like people there's all different varieties variants and you know types of ghosts um uh what you're talking about, Shelby, I think there's I definitely believe in residual energy where like a situation or something happened so repetitive. either it was like such a big event that it really like um soaked into the environment um or it was so repetitive like again and again and again and again and again that that got soaked in, and so like. Those phenomena are just kind of like a recording, like it's just playing. Mm -hmm. It's not really like, um, like if my,
0: if my descendants get my coffee pot and it starts at seven every morning, it's just because it's used to that.
1: Right, it's not, like you spe- it's not like you doing it. It's just that energy just kept going and going and going. Side note, um, that's a really awesome coffee pot, if that's still working. Right? That would, I was like, damn, that's a great coffee pot. And then there's all kinds of different variants where um, some people call them intelligent. Like, once again, I don't really mm-hmm. like that word. I, I think it's just that they're more... Like sentient? Old. Yeah, like aware. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, uh, those ones I've had experiences both actually physically seeing them with my two eyes, um, seeing them in my mind, being there, um, and channeling them and feeling them. But, um, usually if I see them with my actual, like, physical eyes, something be going on. Like, (laughs) like, like it's usually, like, really an intense haunting or, um... Uh, residual energy. So yeah, I so yes, I do believe in ghosts. Yeah. I've had many, like many. Lauren is the most.
0: I feel like the most believer because she answered the fact Yeah,
1: she was like, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> what are your thoughts? Well, obviously, I believe in them. <laughs> uh, I have experience, but from childhood, and that kind of created like this uh, fear and trauma around ghosts and the other side in general even though i'm very like into it and want to know about it but at the same time i'm also like whoa hold the phone if i open that gate what am i letting in what can i control and can i close it again so anyways i don't want to give away the ghost stories we'll save it for that episode but yeah i believe in them i have like three or four
0: So our next episode topic is going to be Samhain, since all of these are releasing on um, October 31st, which I don't know if anybody is aware, that is Halloween, Um, (laughs) my favorite holiday. I'm a Halloween all year round kind of lady. So if you would like to email your questions, comments, ghost stories, anything else, you can send your emails to charmedandalarmed at gmail.com you can rate and review our podcast. We would really appreciate a nice five-star review as a little baby podcast. That's what we need to grow and find uh, more people like you, more baby witches, more experts, more mystics. Um, So thanks so much for listening. I'm Shelby.
1: I'm Lauren. And I'm Brittany. And we're charmed and alarmed. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. See you. Thanks.